My name is Stephen Carter, and my mission is to develop the entrepreneurial mindset in all learners so they are radically transformed to impact their lives. We do this through innovative educational techniques. I am the Director of Entrepreneurship and Sustainability at Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy here in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I am intent on helping our students develop this mindset that's going to lead them to amazing success. In this episode, I'm going to tell you a story about grit. But the cool thing about this is it's not a story about grit as much as it is a story about goals. You see, I firmly believe that grit and the development of grit is directly connected to goal setting. Angela Duckworth in her famous book on grit defines grit as passion and perseverance toward long-term goals. I also believe that grit can be taught and that grit can be developed, but that's also because I'm operating out of a growth mindset perspective. In entrepreneurship education, it is vital that we begin with growth mindset before teaching grit and helping our students become grittier. But as I said, this is a story. So rather than me going on and on and on about the importance of teaching grit, let me tell you how this worked in a very real way for a group of high school students in the school year ending in 2023. So this group of students was given a business. Now, what do I mean by that? They were taking over an existing wood-fired pizza oven business. So you might be thinking, wood-fired pizza ovens at a high school? Absolutely. Several years before, we had a group of students start a brand new business venture. Now, I'm referring to Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy in Cincinnati, Ohio, where we have a fully developed entrepreneurship program with 15 elective courses, six student-run businesses, and a certificate track program. And one of the businesses was started when a group of students began a wood-fired pizza oven concept. Well, the concept took off. It was insanely successful. And then that business was passed off to future groups of students. One of the challenges facing many schools when it comes to student-run ventures is the fact that students graduate. They leave. You know, we have a short period of time while those students are in a high school or upper school setting, and then they graduate and go on to bigger and better things, and we're left with a business and a whole new group of students, such is the case with all of these student-run ventures. And the wood-fired pizza oven was the same deal. A group of students inherited the business, and they learned the business, and they took over the business, and they rocked the business. They did. They were running this at football games. They ran it at homecoming. They were selling, you know, 85 to 100 pizzas in a two-hour time period. They were knocking it out of the park. But they wanted more. They wanted the next step. So we had a group meeting. Now, one thing that you're going to hear as you listen to this podcast and these episodes is... I firmly believe that the role of the teacher in all of this is the role of the mentor. The teacher's job is to be a presence, to make sure that people aren't sticking their hands in the pizza oven, to make sure that the students have guidance, but that they're not being forced into one particular route. My good friend, Zachary Anderson, who is the associate director of entrepreneurship at the school, likes to put it this way. He says, I, meaning the teacher... I am the bus driver, but you, meaning the students, you are the GPS. 
You decide where the bus is going. It's my job as the teacher just to make sure it doesn't run off the road. And I love that analogy because that's exactly how this works with entrepreneurship education. So we had a group meeting and I began to walk the students through the four steps of goal setting, which is establish the goal, creating a scoreboard for the goal, then creating lag and lead measures for that goal. This is taken from the four disciplines of execution process. And as we were doing this, we were stuck on the goal because we were calling it a wig or a BHAG. Those of you familiar with Chris McChesney or Jim Collins know that that's a big, hairy, audacious goal or a wildly important goal. This was something that we were going to rally behind, something that was going to be contagious enough to keep the excitement and the passion flowing for this business. So the students were throwing out all kinds of ideas. Maybe our goal will, uh, will be profit. Maybe if the business made $100,000 this year. Maybe the wildly important goal is scaling. Maybe we buy a truck and a trailer and take that to different events. Maybe the goal is we connect with DoorDash and we have DoorDash drivers picking up our pizzas. Maybe the goal is that we open every day instead of just on Fridays. And on and on the goal conversation went. And one thing I'll say as a side benefit of this These conversations are where the true learning takes place. So often as educators, we're focused on outcomes and we're focused on assessments, but the real learning happens in the real world practice. And when you have a group of students sitting around in a circle, throwing out ideas for wildly important goals, oh my gosh, this is what education is all about. And finally, one of the young ladies in the class said, you know, I just don't feel like any of these are big enough. I don't feel like they're wild enough. And I love that she said that because one of the issues when you're doing goal setting with students is getting them to dream big, getting them to think as big as possible, getting them to really dive into that. David Schwartz has a wonderful book on the magic of thinking big, and I believe it's fundamental for educators to read and think that way. But here was this young lady saying it, and the students all kind of agreed. And then they turned to her and they said, well, what's your goal then? What's your wildly important goal? And she smiled and she said, we should do something so spectacular that it lands us on Good Morning America. And all at once, just like that, the students realized they had landed on their wildly important goal. It wasn't going to be an amount of money. It wasn't going to be a specific scaling of the business. It was going to be to attract the attention of a national news network. And they got excited. And this changed their mode of thinking. And this then became the clear scoreboard for them. Let's get on Good Morning America. Now, listen, this is a little bit of a spoiler, but as of now, which is September 2023, the students have not gotten on Good Morning America yet. Yet. I do want to emphasize that word. That's the growth mindset. They haven't gotten there yet, but my gosh, this became the inspiration for them. And they decided the best way to do that was not with a wood-fired pizza oven business they decided to start a brand new venture. Now they had operated the wood-fired pizza business for several months 
which had given them some startup capital that they were then able to use and invest in a new business. So they began doing some research and looking and thinking and trying and testing, which again, that's part of the beauty of the educational process of entrepreneurship education, market research, testing, finding out what customers want, understanding pain points. And they were doing all of this while in a state-of-the-art commercial teaching kitchen. Here at Sensei Hills Christian Academy, we have a teaching kitchen built on the back of our greenhouse, and we are also the only K-12 school in the United States that is certified by the Teaching Kitchen Collaborative, born out of the brain trust of Harvard University's T.H. Chan School of Public Health and the Culinary Institute of America, thanks to the work of the amazingly talented Dr. David Eisenberg. Without going down too much of a rabbit trail, suffice to say, our teaching kitchen is both used for culinary classes in our entrepreneurship program and as a literal kitchen incubator, places for businesses to start and students to ideate and create and launch and grow. And here we were in this space. And as the students were working, the more they began to gravitate toward the idea of fine dining. We had one student in particular who was especially passionate about the fine dining world. This student is obsessed with chef's table and with the culinary geniuses around the world and can name most famous chefs uh, by name and their restaurant and tell you how many Michelin stars they have. And he began to talk to them about a vision, the power of a vision. And the vision was of a fine dining restaurant operating out of a high school teaching kitchen, something that had never been done before, something that truly could attract the attention of Good Morning America. And the idea began to spread and the students began to explore. And before long, they decided to take the seed money and go to one of the nicest restaurants in Cincinnati, Ohio, by the name of Boca. Downtown, led by Chef David Falk, who's a true culinary genius and brilliant entrepreneur himself, we went as a group and we went for the grand tasting. We tried everything on the menu. We were doing all kinds of experiments with plating, taking pictures. The students were trying every dish and making notes and commenting. And oh, we had the time of our life at this restaurant. And when it came time for the bill... The waitress explained that Chef David Falk had comped the entire meal because of the enthusiasm and excitement that he saw from the students. We were truly blown away. But what that demonstrated for the students, in addition to his generosity, was the power of creating memorable moments for customers. Within several months, the entrepreneurship program at the school would develop the core value of create unforgettable moments. And Chef David Falk's inspiration was crucial in that. And the students picked up on it and the ideas began to flow and the plans began to get made. But you might be saying, well, Stephen, at the beginning of this episode, you said this was a story about grit. It sounds like it's more a story about goals. It's a story about both. Because as the students began to work toward this goal, this overarching, wildly important goal of doing something so remarkable as to get in Good Morning America, as a byproduct, they were developing grit. I saw these kids work 
endlessly, test endlessly. The day of our first event, which I will admit, I was worried. I was worried that it wouldn't work out. I was worried that I had given the students too much freedom, too much responsibility, and that the whole thing was going to crash and burn. Now, don't tell them that I said this. The point is, they were running the show. They showed up, some of them, as early as 7 a.m. the day of. Now, this was a 6.30 p.m. event. They're showing up 12 hours before. Several of them, including the student chef organizing it, had worked 8 to 10 hours the day before. And they showed up at 7 a.m. and they worked and they cooked and they prepped and they decorated and they set up. They had a front-of-house system. They had a back-of-house system. They had exquisite plating. They had a mapping of the course. And these students executed an eight-course tasting menu that simply blew the minds of the 20 guests in attendance. They sold the seats at $200 a piece, and they delivered a meal that far exceeded expectations. They ended up selling out the next three events, and at the final event of the year, as an honored guest, they brought Chef David Falk and his wife to their kitchen, to their restaurant, and they blew him away with their generosity. And through this all, as a bystander, Standing back and watching, I saw firsthand the development of grit. And as that grit was developed, I saw the byproducts that came in the form of ownership and confidence that flowed out of the students and brought them to an entire new level of what they could do with their abilities. Now, as I said, we have not been on Good Morning America yet but we are just getting started. And the students are empowered because you see, as grit is developed, they realize not only what they can do, but what they will do. And that empowerment is intoxicating. And that is what is meant by the entrepreneurial mindset. And that is why I believe this is vital of a system to get into the hands of every student, of all learners, so they can develop this mindset and radically transform their lives. 